Well, okay, well, it looks like it's my turn, and then it's going to go over to Kim for the teaching, and I'm just really very blessed with everyone sharing and heart, and um, it started off about, you know, David talking about leaders and then the love of God, and as those sharings were going on, um, it really comes to my mind, what we're talking about here is written in 1 Corinthians 12, 13 and 14. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, the, um, everything working together. If you think of the manifestations of Holy Spirit, there's one gift with nine benefits or nine manifestations. You know, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, prophecy, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discern the spirits, faith, miracles, healings. So we can see that is one gift, but there's many benefits. And uh, and if you divide them up, you've got your worship manifestations knowing manifestation, impart manifestation, so we can break that down and see how that one gift operates and it, it all works as to, it all works together as one. And then I, uh, I looked at First uh, Corinthians 12 as the fellowship was going on and I want to read from verse 13, First Corinthians 12 verse 13 because it's really great and it says, "For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many members. If the foot shall say, because I am not of the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, because I am not of the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole hearing were, were the smelling. But now have God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it has pleased him. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are there many members, yet but one body? And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Verse 22. Nay, much more, those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. Verse 23. And those members of the body which we think to be less honourable, upon these we bestow more abundant honour, and our uncomely parts have more abundantly comeliness. For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tampered the body together, having given more abundant honour to the part which lacked. Verse 25, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it, or whether one member be honoured, all the members rejoice with it. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. And God hath set some in the church, first apostles, secondary prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healing, helps government diversity of tongues. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles, have all the gifts of healing, do all speak with tongues, do all interpret, but covet earnestly the best gift and yet show unto you a more excellent way and just reading that in 1 Corinthians fourteen thirty three, it says that God 
is not the author of confusion but of God of peace as in all the churches of the saints so we all know that there isn't one man that we all look to or one woman that we all look to or there isn't one organization that we look to we are members in particular and all of us have a function have a purpose have a calling and we're all filled with the spirit of God and we are all free to move and God will place us and put us amongst the people we need to be to uh, receive encouragement and to also give encouragement and to function to the ability and gifting that he's put within us right <clears throat> but we can all minister we can all speak and teach God's word right we can all minister healing we can do signs miracles ones because we have that one gift so we're all free to move God is a God of order and then I was thinking about leaders in the Old Testament when uh, David was sharing you know when uh when Moses, you know, like Moses was the man, but even Jethro said, look, this is not good what you do, you're sitting there all day and everyone's coming to you, you're going to be weared out, you know so what did they do, they ordered it uh, into groups, leaders they set leaders over groups of tens hundreds, thousands and ten thousands and it was done decently in an order so that every need was met and not the responsibility was put on one man and so God is working in all of us and we can all move and God wants you to realize that he's working in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure and there are and there are leaders within the body of Christ that are to encourage and edify you know new people that are coming through some people may have gone off to the left or off to the right that need encouragement and edification some some people may have been taught wrong doctrine or been treated harshly like some of our, like some of us have in the past right <coughs> so god will put people there that can really minister and then there'll be someone there that can really encourage to mentor to teach and to inspire but each leader will be getting people to look to god to go to god to move with god and to use the ability that God has given them, that God has given them. You know, when we look in the book of Acts, we can see Peter was doing stuff with the Jew, Judeans, and Paul was doing stuff with the uh, um, Gentiles. But there were other individuals within that book moving and working with God. You know, so God is really at work in each and every one of us. And he's directing our hearts where we're to be, where we connect, where he, certain places he wants us to go or certain groups he might want us to go and visit so when we do what God puts in our heart then you know we will see God open up great doors for us individually and also for others we'll be able to bring his deliverance his right words and there'll be people that will assist you or talk about you but you just let them go we don't even make that our focus we just focus with people that really want to be encouraged really want to move with god really want to see the great things happen really want to see the gospel of christ preached throughout all nations that's what we're here to do also is that you know we have a loving living relationship with the heavenly father and like jesus christ was led by the spirit of god each one of us can be led by the spirit of god in fact you know jesus preached the gospel he was a leader right but he set the example he was out preaching ministering teaching reproving rebuking and uh, we could see that he was doing that but he was 
you know, bringing God's message that God wanted him to deliver for those people for that time and for us to follow also. Then we see that, you know, Paul, he was moving. When you look at his life through the book of Acts, he was doing exactly what God was leading him to do, apart from when he went to Jerusalem, right? (laughs) So even the best of us can get off track. And when Paul got off track, it put him in, put him back. You know, he was left in his little own hired house, right? So there's times when we're moved greatly with God, and there's times we will go off track, right? But, you know, we don't have to believe to go off track. If we stay faithful to what God is showing us to do, and to be bold to declare what God is working in our hearts, we will stay on course because we're committed to that cause that God has called us to do in our life, in our time, in our areas, in that, you know, in our sphere of influence. You know, I'm not in America. I can't witness to people in America face to face because I live in UK, right? I don't live in Portugal or um, Ireland. But you're there. You're, you know, you move as God works in you. You pray to the Lord of the harvest, like Jesus said to the twelve. You know, pray to the Lord of the harvest that He will throw out the laborers. So we we start with prayer to God. We start looking to God. And then when the doors open, then we declare the word boldly. We bring God's deliverance. We bring God's healing. And, you know, we're to do what God puts in our hearts individually to do, as well as collectively together to do. So no one is there should be bow-beating anyone. Oh, you're wrong. You're not doing it right. And, you know, because... Our ministry is a ministry of edification, building up, not destruction. Now, if someone goes off and goes wrong, then what does the scripture say we're to do? Okay, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for what? Doctrine, how to believe rightly, reproof when not believing rightly, and correction back to believing rightly, yeah? That the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. Paul was a leader in the body of Christ. Timothy was a leader. He was an overseer. He was overseeing fellowships. Titus was a leader. So there are leaders within the body of Christ. We don't want to get away from that because there are leaders. There's Indian leaders. There's UK leaders. There's island believers leaders. There's got to be someone leading as God is working in them to encourage the people, to give instruction, to help them to keep free with God and within the boundaries of what God is showing and working. And then when we're following that, you know, God is really able to do what he wants, what he plans for our life. And he begins to open up doors for us that no man can shut. You know, there was a time, I call it the seven-year tribulation. So for the last seven years... From 2013 up to now, it's been tough. I've been going through my little seven-year tribulation. You know, but I've been going through great learning, actually. And sometimes we may feel that we're in a wilderness. But you know what? You're in a learning process, baby. You can learn a lot in the wilderness. And sometimes what I mean by that, you may feel like you're on your own. You may feel like people just don't understand you. People don't know what you're going through, and perhaps they don't. But God does, and he's with you, and he will never leave you or forsake you. And as you turn your heart to God in those times, 
as you become humble to the Father, look God, just show me where have I gone wrong? You know, if I done, I'm sorry if I've done something wrong. And show me the error that I've done it wrong so I can correct it. You know, and God will show you. <coughs> but you've got to be honest with yourself first. And you've got to be honest with God. And I've gone through this, th- these periods. This last seven years, Kim will tell you, we've all gone through our different thing. And sometimes, you know, through these years, we've kind of ignored each other because she's going through something. And then I'm going through something. And then we're kind of missing out on each other's knees because we're focused so much on ourselves. But it's when we turn the things over to God and say, Father, I place this in your hands. I don't know what to do, Father. The doors all seem to be shut up. So I'm going to give myself to excellence. I'm going to come to you. I'm going to seek your heart. I'm going to search your scriptures to see how your men and women went through these situations and how they got through them. And like I was sharing with Jason earlier on before the fellowship started, I said, you know, Jace, all things work together for good to them that love God, even the bad situations. Not that God creates the bad situations, but here make them work together for your good. So wherever you are in your walk, I mean, I know some people might be in, in, a, in a level where they're really, you know, settled, they're strengthened. You know, First Peter talks about that, you know, the adversary is a roaring lion. And, and it says that we're to cast all our cares to him because he cares for us, knowing that these things happen to your brethren in the world. You know, but as we go to God, as we cast them, he will settle us and strengthen us. And I can honestly say that God has settled me and strengthened me. He's given me clarity. He's given me vision. He's given me clearness. He's shown me where to move, the direction to move forward, who to connect to. God will show you who to connect to where you're going to be encouraged, by the way. And it's not a one-way traffic. You know, so like, in other words, because you connect to someone doesn't mean to say they've got to dictate to your life. But they're there to bless you. They're there to edify you. They're there to encourage you to go to God and to remind you of who you are in Christ. Now you take this to God. You take your problem to God. You take your lack to God. And because these leaders and these other believers that have been around for a bit have been through some things. <laughs> they've gained wisdom. They've gained a bit of understanding of, of the competition that we're in, the battle that we're in. So there's new people coming in all the time. And these guys can move straight away with God. If we give them that doctrine that you can move straight away with God. But if you tell them they've got to sit here, they've got to listen to this first, they've got to go through this first then that's where they're going to be. That's, you only go as far as you're taught, right? We, were le- we learned that many years ago. You can only go as far as you're taught. So, you know, when we do what God shows us to do, then he will open up our heart and understanding. And then we can grow in wisdom and in patience and endurance. We can have that endurance, and God gives us that endurance. Everything that we got comes from his inspiration, from his giving to us as we go to him. He gives to us as we go to him. We have everything in Christ. We've freely received everything. But for that to be activated is when we go to God with a humble heart and then we seek him. Father, now you teach me. You lead me. You guide me. And what here do, here put you with people that know some things. Here put you with people that will encourage you. 
in your walk with the Father. That's what he'll do for you. And God is so faithful, you know. And he will bring you out of any uncertainty in, your, in the areas of your walk right now. And we don't look to people. We look to God. That's what I encourage you. Just go to God. Don't look at any leader. Don't look at any believer. But you look to God. And he'll show you where you're going to be fed. Where you're going to be encouraged. Where you're going to be nourished. He's placed every member in the body where it's pleased him. Where he knows you're going to grow. Like a gardener wouldn't put a seed in the wrong bed, would it? You know? They'd put it in the bed where it's going to grow with the other flowers of the same type. You know, and we're two posses. We got Christ in us, the hope of glory. And, you know, it's so wonderful that we can see the scriptures, to see the examples. And, like, when Paul was given this encouragement, these things wasn't written down at the time. He gave this encouragement. This come from inspiration of God, you know. And God's still inspiring today. He's still showing us today. He's working in you. What he gave to Paul, he can give to you if your faith is there to receive it. So when you go to God, ask big. Ask him to show you the things that you don't understand. Ask him to give you an overview and an insight to what's happening spiritually around you or amongst the believers around you. When you see confusion, when you see division, you know that the enemy's at work there. Now, Father, is there anything I can do? You work in me and help me to be bold. And if there's a door open there for you, he'll open it. He'll say yay and nay, if you're listening to him. And talking about listening to the voice of God, I come home the other day. Me and Kim went out. She picked, In fact, I went out and got my hair cut. And Kim come and picked me up. And uh, when I come back through, I took my coat off. And then Danny come to my mind. And, like, something was not right. And I'm thinking to myself, no, that's just me thinking that way. Why am I thinking like that? I rebuke that negative thought. In the name of Jesus, I was saying to myself, right? So I went upstairs. I undressed, put my pyjamas on. As soon as I put my pyjamas on, Kim gets a phone call. Laura, you're going to have to go and pick Danny up. His van's broken down. The clutch is gone. So there I was. I get stressed again. And I said, okay, God, you, you were showing me something. And I didn't listen. And when I got to Danny, he was pretty angry because he's not long got the van. And he was like, you know, and I said, hey, calm down. Like, just get peaceful now. And I was able to just speak into his heart. And he said, yeah, I'm sorry, Dad. He said, I just, he said, I just got this van and we just done the job. And it was just really frustrating me. And, and so, you know, God is talking. He is speaking to your heart. And he'll speak to you by way of little thoughts that have just come in. And you might think, oh, that's just me thinking that. That's just crazy. You know, God is really, really at work. And I'm so very thankful to God that, you know, he's, he's so amazing. I mean, my God is just so amazing. And, um, and he will give you wisdom, insight, and open up your understanding with that revelation of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. He will really work with you. Just allow him to work. You know, in this Skype fellowship, I'm not the leader. I just made this available. This is what God put in my heart to do and Kim's heart to do. And anyone's welcome on here. And if one person is edified and encouraged and walking with God because of it, I'm thankful. I'm not looking to be no big man. Kim's not looking to be no big woman. We're not 
we haven't got a ministry called graceloveandtruth.com that's just the name of the website we haven't got a ministry called faithandconfession.com it's just the name of a, a, of a seminar I've done and also the name to the website you can put that in and you'll get to our website and then we just do those little things that God has shown us to do and some people will criticise what you do some people will be in favour for what you do some people will talk behind your back about what you do but listen you do what God is showing you to do and he will honour you and he will bring you before great man he'll open up doors because he'll know that he can trust you to speak forth what he is working in your heart and that's what God is looking he doesn't want sacrifice he just wants obedience he just wants people with a willing heart to speak forth what he's working and that is how God can do his get his purpose done and if you ain't willing to do it he'll find someone that is willing to do it and we're not you're not under anyone by the way and just because you're in a different country doesn't mean to say you can't connect and that's proven because you're connecting now and I'm connecting with you right we're all in different countries but this is a sweet fellowship that God's ordained that God is blessing and many people let me tell you listen to this Skype fellowship I can see the statistics in the website of how many people have clicked on the link and how many people may have listened to all of it or some of it I don't know but we have many people that come and I'm not doing that I'm not advertising it uh, so that people come I'm not hooked up to Google uh, statistics so that everyone's coming to the website and we pop up first and all that so this is just I'm just leaving it in God's hands to do that and um and, and this is I'm so excited in March the 11th I'm going to India as you know to March the 27th I'll be travelling with Mr Fred West my Texan friend a wonderful man great heart and uh and we're going to go to Punjab and then to Calcutta and I am so looking forward to learning from those wonderful leaders there because they're showing a, a pattern of faithfulness and fruit and growth and um, you know and I want to learn all I can and you know and I know that I also can encourage and I know there'd be opportunities to minister healing also and to see what God wants me to learn but take any opportunity that God opens up to you don't look at it as if to say well I don't need that maybe God wants you to learn some different things as well and um, you know what God can do in India and Nepal he really wants to do it in a mighty way in Europe and USA and he is to some degree in some areas but he wants to do it on the full scale but that's going to take us not arguing over doctrine not arguing over who the leader is not having our own agendas but doing the will of, of God from the heart you know we just need to focus on what God wants us to do and you know I, I went to God with a desire to go to India and I prayed for that plane ticket I prayed for the open door I prayed for a person to go with I didn't know how it was going to happen but it's done I also prayed for an open door to go to Norway again to see the wonderful believers of Norway these guys are fantastic and the door's open for me to go again and then there's this uh, wonderful idea that uh, God is working in Attilio and in uh, David and I think it's great they got no agenda they got a wonderful heart just to bless God's people 
And listen, if you're someone that wants to bless God's people without having to be the leader or the boss of something, I'm all for it. That's my heart. You know, to bring people together, to help them to rise to their full potential and capacity and ability. Some have 30, 60, 100, right? You know, God wants you to function at the 100% capacity of the abilities and gifting he's put in you. So, guys, you are not inferior to anyone. Okay? And like I, like Job says, and like I say to people, look, I'm not inferior to you. What you know, I know also. <laughs> because God can show me and God can teach me. And so, guys, let's, you know, really move with God. Let's get this division thing out of our minds. Oh, I'm of, I'm of Apollos. I'm of Paul, like uh, someone was sharing. We're one body of Christ. We're the church of God the body of Christ, the church of the living God, that's who we belong to Jesus Christ is the head, you know, God is the head of Christ and God is in Christ in you, the hope of glory so really like when you, the things that we're talking about is there in 1 Corinthians 12 and then the love of God you know, Paul, Paul talks about the love of God What is this? have a look at the love of God what is this love and I'll read First Corinthians chapter 1 though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love it's not you know it's, it's coming from a heart full of the Holy Spirit of love towards God and towards others I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains and I have not charity I am nothing. So we know it's available then to have faith to remove mountains, and we know it's available to do it without the love of God. Because God needs to be first in everything that we do. He, he's the motivator of why we do what we do. We are motivated to speak in tongues because we know that God first loved, loved us. We know that he gave us his son. We know that he's given us the spirit and that you know we have eternal life. That is a great motivator to speak in tongues. Not because some leader tells me, or even because I may read it in the scripture, but the heart behind why we speak in tongues is important. And then it says, and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mystery and all knowledge and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains and I have not the love of God, that charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor and though I give my body to be burnt, I have not charity, it profited me nothing. What's the motivation of our heart? And God is very concerned with the motivation of our heart. Charity, or the love of God, suffereth long, and is kind. Charity, envy not. We don't envy other people because they may be doing something great and we're not at the moment. (laughs) We're to applaud them because God is working greatly in their life, right? Charity, faunteth not itself, is not puffed up. Oh, look at me, look what I'm doing. We can say, let's look at what God is doing by us. Does not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not our own, not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. You know, when we talk about other believers that we may not kind of like or may not get on, that's thinking evil. You're not to think evil. Whether what you're saying is right about that person, God wants you to think good. He wants you to see Christ in them. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. 
beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. First say, charity never fails. <laughs> but whether there be prophecy, they shall, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. Still today, we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. There's a time to grow up. Children, they pick on one another. they be spiteful to one another. they say bad things about one another. But we're mature. Okay, so we don't think that way. We don't act that way. For now we, for now we see through a glass darkly. We don't know everything, right? But then, when Jesus Christ comes back face to face, now, right now, I know in part. But then shall I know even as also I am known. And now abideth faith. So faith is still there. Hope, hope is still there. Charity, love is still there. These three, but the greatest of these is the love of God. In the renewed mind, into manifestation, operation, in action, in our speech, in our dealings with people, in what we're doing, with the motivation God first, out of love for him, knowing it's going to benefit and impact other people and touch and change their lives knowing that we're connecting people to the one true God like Jesus Christ he reconciled men and women back to who? himself? no he reconciled people back to God God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself and he's doing that by you now we are to connect people to God on the way we will teach them and encourage them giving them an example to follow just like Paul did, just like Peter did, just like the other apostles did. There were certain little instructions in the church, in the leadership epistles, and through the church epistles, that if we just follow those examples and put them into practice, then we're doing a great thing in our life and in our walk, and we will be that example. And it takes practice, because we're not all there yet, right? <laughs> we can make mistakes. Believe me, I've made probably more than all of you put together. But it's the grace of God. We've got to remember it's the grace. It's not works. Not of works, least any man should boast. By grace are you saved. So that's what I wanted to share. That was in my heart from what I heard tonight. Many great Sharons. And God is working in each of us equally and powerfully. And just be confident in that ability in you. That God is working in you. So with that, I'll stop the recording. And I'm going to pass it over.